and welcome to the best thing you watched this week with the best thing you we watched this week. Hopefully, this is the best thing you watched this week, and my untongue-tiedness will eventually sort itself out. And while mm. we're sorting ourselves out, thank you so much for tuning in once again. If this is your first time, this is a weekly podcast that Chris from Movies and Munchies and myself from Ruby. Oh, wow, I feel like. You should just start my brain again for the whole day, really. Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday, we do weekly in a collaboration of the best thing we watched, whether it's streaming or movies uh, or different like games, books. Depends what's like in our minds, how we watched it. Um, And then for entertainment, we entertainment news, we do uh, entertainment news in our podcast section, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and so I'm sure that has many platforms. I keep hearing of new ones cropping up now and again, Chris, like just some random person's like, have, have you joined this podcast platform? Like, no, I've got 10 others. But wherever you do that, uh, we'll be on there. Thank you so much if you're joining us for that extra specialness and talking about extra specialness. Our Patreon has started. Uh, and I believe we have a couple of patrons there now, which is very exciting. Thank you so much for uh, joining us there. This week's special video is going to be the top five, well, our top five time travel films. Uh, we've ranked them. So if you want to get in on that action and let us know your top five time travel films, we'll be talking it there there's a there's a place where you can message us um if you want to message us privately you can do it via email on either of our uh youtube places or you can just jump in on the best thing we watched on twitter there are many many places where you can contact us even in this video right here wherever you're watching it from so that is a lot of news we will put the links and descriptions of things going on with us we've got a lot going on but it's fun. Uh, so this is generally just podcast and what we like going on this week. So hello, Chris. Hello, Ruben. How are you? I'm learning to speak. <laughs> hey, well, I'm, you know, hey, talking is hard sometimes. <laughs> for me, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, well, see, I will use the excuse because where I'm at, it's early in the morning. Right. So we'll just say that it's early in the morning for you. And sure. you're just, you know, your your mouth is waking up and nobody That's has it. to know that it's actually in the evening where you're at. And, you know, well, we yeah, won't tell getting them that. There. No, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start, um, you got something to ask us? I have a question. I do. Okay. Now this, mm, I'm excited by this one. I don't know, it may take a little bit of noodling, but if humans came with a warning label, what would yours say? Wow. Um, That's a good one. It's a good question. I know immediately on some other people, like what warnings I would give them. (laughs) And it wouldn't exactly probably be clean. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Or nice. Maybe my shirt (laughs) should say something like, warning, if you act stupid, we'll be hit with a tuna fish. Uh, (laughs) Because one of my favorite sayings is... When I encounter stupidity that I can't explain, it's just stupid for being stupid's sake. I very rarely have the patience for it. So I just like, man, I wish I could slap you with a fish. And that's the, yeah. Recently in and the specifically news. specifically a tuna. Yeah. Tuna, because tuna's yeah. big. Tuna's massive. Oh, it's, it's true. It's, yes. Yeah, it'll be hard for me to even swing. But if I get that momentum, that person's going to fly. Uh, 
What would yours say? Um, don't stand too close. To, what don't don't stand with open flame or too close to it. You know, contents under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Alluding that I am a big ball of gas. I think is <laughs> right. I'm not getting older. I'm leveling up. Ooh, I like that one. That one's a good one. Yes. I, you know, I may be gray, but I'm not old. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Beware. That's, that's what mine should say. Just beware. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yep. Love it. Oh, goodness. Maybe grumpy cat on the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, in the front. Definitely. Grumpy cat in the back with its <laughs> paws folded. <laughs> so you know, coming or going, this is what you're getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, grumpy old man part two. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. I've enjoyed this week because I finally finished uh, the Last Kingdom, which means meant my binging catch-up was done which means i could concentrate on other things which means i have more to report this week and it's actually been a week of content where i found some good stuff because i feel Mm. like the last few weeks we found some but it's been a lot of poo um yeah a lot of doo-doo but this week i was like wow how am i going to fit it all in so i guess this is probably going to be on your list as well so we should just talk about it but the last kingdom season five we finished it we binged it you and i caught up in the space of less than a month i think we watched uh 50 episodes now thereabouts of the last kingdom do you want to talk about the last kingdom i would love to talk about the last kingdom yes this fifth final season at least of the seasons uh a movie coming um yeah yeah no this was i thought this was a good wrap-up to to what we've been watching. I mean, they they do they took some time and, and care to really touch on a couple of uh, character arcs that needed to be completed. You know, they uh, like I think about Brita. Yeah, who, I think we can do spoilers. It's out, and anybody listening to us talking about uh, the fifth season, you might want to skip the time code if you haven't seen any of the Last Kingdom. But as you're here, you'll probably have watched it if you're a fan, or most of it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we want to get it like in every single spoiler, but at least. No, yeah, just that's a good. talking about certain characters like Brita. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, just the, to watch her arc. And we knew at the end of season four that when she was denied death twice by Uhtred that, and then she, she vowed revenge. I mean, that that was going to be bad news and it's so tragic to watch because them growing up together them being in love i mean them being interconnected like that and yeah the opening you don't get much closer than they are no no and even though they even though they they were not together as a couple they were still intertwined you know what i mean it's it's that when he says we're bonded it's exactly what they were yeah yeah yeah, and it's. I think it was powerful because you 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 root for them as a as a couple, but yeah. not as necessarily as a romantic couple later on. No, I mean, it's just, just more of a the friends just as that, that bonding. That, if you exist in this world, I need to exist in this world. Yeah. But you were yeah, mentioning that, that opening scene. Oh my gosh! Well, so first off, just in Iceland, 
I mean, how yeah. beautiful is that? And Such how a haunting. cool opening scene, yeah. It, it really was. No, I do have questions about how did she get there? And, you know, because, I mean, she's, and that, she's, that plays into my ignorance of, of <laughs> she's pregnant too, um, or with a child. But um, the my ignorance of like the history and, and geography mm. at the time, because, you know, they're called Danes. Yeah. So from from Denmark and um, you know Sweden, Norway ish that area there, I don't necessarily all I don't I don't think about Iceland being within that. But so I don't know I don't know how she got there. But that became unimportant really. I mean she just united a bunch of warriors and they sailed to to England to take over and well apparently. From Lerwick, Iceland, takes around 30 hours to Aberdeen, Lerwick, and the Northlake ferries, via the ferries. So, in their boats, probably a week. Because the ferries got engines and just goes, yeah. 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 (laughs) Thanks, Google. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) there we go. But, like, (laughs) so, so going with Brita, I mean, just to watch her rage come through and her mm. y- through the episodes that we get to see her in to then it coming to that head where who her and Uhtred fight and you see at one point where she becomes overpowered but i think there's also a point to her where she she gives up a little bit. I mean, you see her crying and he's crying too, because he's just, I mean, you see the flashbacks and him going through what he, you know, all of just so working well through. that bit. Oh, wasn't that, mm. I mean, it was just, it drew you in and it, and it played back on all of the things that we had seen before, you know, to really establish and remind you of this. This is not just some quick little scuffle that they're doing. And I mean, this is a lifelong ups and downs and, you know, he doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. She wants to die, but you see her still defending herself too. And so yeah. there's that. And, it, and man alive. Forth. Yeah. So if you remember in Game of Thrones, there's the bit with Jon Snow and the woman he loves, the red hair. And mm-hmm. there's this big fight. And, and uh, there's this arrow that comes from the, the girl that thinks she's doing good. And, and the look of confusion on his face from the woman he loves. And, and her character was awesome. I love that character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man's yes. so good. And then to see the girl who's like, yeah, I've defeated, you know, an enemy. Like how you, you don't know where to throw your emotions or, or what emotion you should have. Uh, very clever writing. And I equate that to like this moment. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to feel because I love both characters. I both want them to live. But there's been so much history and hurt, you know, through the five seasons that you totally understand them wanting to take each other out. But the yeah. fact that you've come to this part now, it's just like, it's so tragic. But in season five, it's just one of the many tra- tragedies that I just thought, how much can you make your audience go through? Because Uhtred is always going to be targeted and then his enemies are always going to target his families. And so when you see his first son... And what happens, mm. what has happened to you. So I was just like, never in a million years did I think that was going to be a thing in this show. No. And I was no. like, that is harsh. But then you see the type of temperament, well, I guess stock that he breeds. 
because both of his kids, he's, he's, I mean, his daughter, who she ends up being with, who also ends up having a tragic marriage. This, this leads into his, him being cursed, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and his son, it, it does, you feel like everybody that I'm surrounded with either gets maimed or dies in some horrible way. I continued thinking, Utrid of no Bebendir, uh, uh, Bebendir? Uh, because Bebenberg. Bebenberg. <laughs> I said Beb, uh, bourbon beer uh, in, in my review and I just stuck with it because I thought bourbon there you beer go. why not uh, then there you go <laughs> uh, but skipping to the end the fruition the full circle it feels like mm. from s- episode one the place of home that he's always been trying to get back to to the three episodes that are leading up to the big climatic battle at the last episode which is awesome and then we get again we get flashbacks of editing you know of they they're bringing us all those that emotion mm-hmm. and flames like never before have i hated fire so much in my life ever <laughs> i was just i was you can't you can't do that yeah he and him refusing to go i mean you you get that you know what i mean it's yeah. basically i'm done you know yeah. what? I, I was it. with him. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> fair enough, dude. <laughs> yeah, you you've worked so hard your entire life. To, yeah. I mean, really, your entire life to get to this point, and then to be like, oh, okay, no, yeah, <laughs> screw it. <laughs> I'm not but, going anywhere. But if I was going to be a believer of their gods, it was at that point with the with the clouds. I was like, all right. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it, it made me feel it, made, it put a smile on my face because it I, we needed we needed some happiness we, we needed, needed a little bit for of sure you know because yeah. we've seen we've seen moments of peace within Uhtred's life but most of that happens between seasons hmm. where we don't actually get to see it you know yeah, like this, between, so, this season's kind of starts in peace with Uhtred and he's the land he's protecting his families and his men seem to be fairly happy and you're like oh this is horrible I hate it when they show his peace because I know what's coming <laughs> exactly exactly and you just that's what he's been searching for I mean really his entire time you know because you think about him with Gisela and we see that that I mean he's got kids you know obviously we see the older kids now but in that in between I think it's what three and four or something like that where they there is a time where he has been living for a couple of years just mm. at peace, just hanging out, you know, do, going about his thing. And, oh, you just, you, I'm so glad that when the series ends, he's alive to experience that peace. The peace doesn't come just from being dead, you know, because that, I mean, so many times I think we see in shows or movies that the peace is only just that they were able to, to die and not have to go through anymore. Yeah, terminal. finally, I'm at peace. Yeah, <laughs> that means because I, I'm not breathing anymore. It's like, that's not peace. Yeah. That's just, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yay. Oh. Mm. There was one line that annoyed me. Um, where Uhtred goes, you mean I could have been sneaking in here for the past couple of years when I could have been with you? Because there's this gate that is hidden from all public knowledge. Nobody <laughs> except her seems to know about it. And this is at at the moment in time he's <coughs> the love of his life now if you think about the way that history could have changed 
if he had been there from the beginning and they decided the front face is she's going to be this person who's absent and they so they would never ever be able to be wed any of that but behind the scenes they can have some semblance of happiness you know once a couple of months he visits her and they spend some time together he would have seen what was going on with her he could have gotten her to a person much earlier and that would have changed and then they probably could have spent some time together and she would have been healthier and all the other kind of war stuff that spirals on from her having to change all that you're just like one little moment and so it's a throwaway joke line but i was thinking no you if if you what <laughs> yeah yeah it, i wanted them to work so bad I mean, I think mm. that's the beauty of the show, you know, that it is created. And it was funny. My wife was like, yeah, he just kind of sleeps his way through Europe, doesn't he? And I'm like, well, yeah. How many, how many wives did Every he Every season, have? he kind of has a, a new woman. Yeah. Even yeah, one yeah. season, he has a wife, but then chooses another woman. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, ah, anyway. Um, I, but I love how they, they made us want that relationship to work. You know, and yes. it, it then to add the tragedy within that, where it just mm. saw, and they accelerate it, or they've brought it up. So because what's happened in between season four and season five, we just haven't seen. So t- a large chunk of time has passed, and to then, so what feels like her disease has accelerated through that to then get her to the end point, and it's like, mm. oh come on, we barely had, you know, but the incredible drama and the vacuum of power that that sets up. I mean, it allows for, for several antagonists. They may not be villains necessarily. There's certainly one villain, but you know, <laughs> a couple of the antagonists really rise up within this and it just, uh, I really want one to die, but just kept not. Um, is this Ethelhelm? Yeah. The old dude. Yeah. Can. Okay. So this was, this falls within spoilers here. I'm actually mad at how he dies. It's too easy. He kills himself. Yeah. He doesn't. <clears throat> that. There's I, no retribution. Yeah. No. For the massive amount of chaos and bloodshed that he has caused. Yeah. It was a coward's way out. But seems accurate totally. for his character. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, it does. It really does. But it just doesn't feel satisfying. No. You know, I, I wanted. Yeah. I wanted Edward to take his head. I yes. wanted Uhtred to take his head. I wanted, good grief, anybody else, yes. you know, to to be able to do that. And like in Game of Thrones, where we have the young king that everybody wants Joffrey? to die. Joffrey. Oh my gosh, Joffrey, yes. But Ugh. the way he died was satisfying, you know, and, and it was from the family as well, you know, the poison and the... That was everybody. Yeah. I know everybody around the world as we're all watching via Zeitgeist. We're all like, yeah. <laughs> Finally. It yeah. took, what the heck? Why it took so long? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they killed Umbridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in this one, he's just like, and that's it. And you're like, come yeah. on. I wanted to see yeah. you like flayed or something. Because <laughs> he yeah, really did. He is the reason why they're at war. You know, so much damage. So much. I mean, because even like Sigtrigger. Seriously, I mean, didn't I text you this week saying, I love this new Viking. Yeah. Uh, He's so cool. Uh, Which is why, you know, I've, I've, 
try as I might, don't get attached to anybody. Any new characters, you know. for sure, as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're new. No, but Sorry. He- you haven't been established as a main protagonist. And even if you're a main protagonist, last season, all bets are off. Well, and Oz, Oz Firth, is that his name? The warrior monk? Yeah. Dude, come on. I His progression of watching him go from, you know, when he first stabs the guy who'd already been um, wounded in like season three or whatever, and Uhtred being like, that's not your kill. That is not honorable. You don't get to do that. Give me your sword. You know, and he <laughs> takes it away. Um, to him full on fighting and becoming this warrior, it's just, it was, uh, it broke my heart. It was, yeah. and my and wife, was, um, Karen. No, no, go ahead. No, my wife say, and I were. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Please go ahead. No, 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 you. <laughs> your wife said what? Oh, we were we were watching in different locations, um, and she I was a little bit ahead of her, and she's like, "Finnan better not die," because <laughs> that is like one of our both our favorite characters, you know. And I'm like, just quiet because I know he's not, but I don't want to ruin any suspense or anything right. with that. Yeah. Tell me, but, damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was like because because it was I didn't want Finn. every time there was a battle. I'm like, where's Finnan? Yeah. Is he? Is he okay? Is he? Yeah. You know, because I can't do it. What were you gonna say? Uh, both priests actually have a really great arc from the the knight priest. Who? Come on! I I felt like that was an unnecessary death. She didn't need to kill him in the end. She he was traveling with her. He had told her partially the truth, not all the truth, and she felt that was a betrayal. But I thought. That was a weird reaction as well, just to kill him. I guess she's so broken in in herself that anybody that comes near her, she's she's killing off. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I think that's why to just to continue to illustrate how she's not whole. Mm. You know that she is still so damaged in that, and she's you know from. But then, how much more powerful it becomes when Uhtred gets to say, I'm sorry, and I forgive you. And she gets to say, I'm sorry. And that, you know, that whole redemption arc within that and very- They could have lived brief- together and battled together and they could have gone to his home and she could have lived there forever. Yeah. Except the writers want to punish us. <laughs> Every single I'm talking about this season time. and the, the writing. I, I had a look at your review and which was great. And then I checked the comments and everybody seems pretty happy. Like this is a good season. But in my comments, I seem to have gotten the other end of the, where people are saying this is not the best. It's a waste. It's also woke because we had a couple of colored um, multicultural people. So we had white, black. I was like, yeah, but we did get that back then. Um, That wasn't unusual. Um, yeah, so I was just, I was trying to, trying to think, is that just me? Was it a little bit work? Was the writing not good? Because it may be my favorite season because of how it wraps everything up. And the action is like great. The, the emotion is there. Uh, but I had quite a few comments of people saying, yeah, this is, this wasn't great. I stopped watching it episode two. Really? Yeah. I didn't pick up on any of that. 
Um, I mean, like I, I got a lot of those comments when we watched uh, Vikings Valhalla. Mm, okay. You know, because they were like, you know, they people just didn't like the changes to to the dramatization of history. Right. Okay, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but this though, I I felt like the story or the writing didn't even change; that it still maintained the same the same feel. Um, you know, from message standpoint and everything else. I mean, really, the only thing that that I thought was more powerful this time, as far as storytelling, was a redemption arc. Mm. You know, for for different characters that which we haven't. We've seen little bits here and there throughout the series, but this one was the biggest, yeah. you know, where you get to see these characters who are so deeply flawed um, get to come to grips with, with their flaws and either accept them and change or to just go forward and, and meet whatever misery or, you know, death that they it get. It really felt like they had brought the group back together as well. So some of the characters yes. that we thought prob- might may not even have been in this season, we could have had an individual flash of that character or a number of characters, but they brought them all together. And I just felt like, oh yeah, this is really kind of paying homage to all of their journeys, which is tough to do when you have an arc that you need to follow through, but have all these threads that you need to pull on and and then make the the story still coherent. Um, Yeah. I thought it was great. So how did you feel? Like I was, I was thrilled that they brought Heston back. I was uh, absolutely thrilled that Hild was back in um but did it did it hurt you when heston got no his end no, no. Really? i still oh, see. i think he thought that he was going to get away with it and then he would have got more riches when he survived because he had finally said oh yeah i'm on your side i i feel like there's something we're missing between him and the nun the warrior nun because the fact that she asked him like, uh, what are you going to do here? I'm watching you. And she she watched as if he was going to betray. And then the the look of, wow, okay, there's honor there. Because uh, he wouldn't. And, and for all intents and purposes, he's been with Utrik as well, like almost from the beginning. Uh, whether it's fighting him or betraying him or betraying each other or, you know. It's, oh, yeah. You steal my kids. I'm going to steal your kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's, they've had an interesting journey. So he's always out for himself, which is why it mm-hmm. makes it an interesting interesting writing choice to make him go, you know what? Even with all the riches I have now, I'm going to say, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I think, I think that does show a little bit of his growth within there, you know, because we get the line from Hild who, who tells Uhtred that he had the opportunity to, to betray you and he didn't, you know? And so I think because we've watched him, you know, even in season four where he talked about, you know what, I'm old, I'm fat. I don't want to fight anymore. I just want women and riches yeah. and just to enjoy the and land. So he you finds know I mean? his path though, because he, he becomes yeah. a, a trader, which is a brilliant exactly. thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I agree. He's still, he's still not necessarily the most stand up or upright of, <laughs> you know, morally upright of people there, but to watch him, like it, it did hurt me because I, I saw that change in him and him while he, yes, he's going to do whatever he can, um, to get out of this situation short of betraying Utrid, which normally before 
he would have just betrayed you know flipped yeah, in an instant <clears throat> yeah, yeah exactly exactly save his skin and this way he doesn't and so i don't know it just i was i was bummed and it got me it got me like i was so hooked like that's where it, like i didn't expect him also to meet an end like that and so mm. it was you know but um i wish we would have gotten a little bit more and maybe it will come in the movie but when Hild, uh, and I didn't even, I couldn't even remember this because it had been so brief in the series. And then just watching everything together was a little bit jumbled in my mind. But um, people in the comments had uh, reinforced this. But when we watch Hild coming to the castle and she's bringing this little boy with her, Osbert, mm. which is Uhtred's youngest son, the one that was born when Gisela died. You know, oh, wow. we've never seen him. He had been taken away um, and basically to be cared for and raised by Hild. And so, it, like, because at first I'm like, well, Osbert, that, that's his name, you know, but what, who, I don't remember where, you know, did he have another kid? When did he, and it just, it like, it completely left my brain. It's a few seasons so ago. It, <clears throat> yeah. And so it'll be, it, it's curious to see where, what will they do in the movie? You know, because it's it's supposed to, it's a standalone movie, but it's also I think to take the story further, and so I don't know will it be Uhtred in his I later don't know years that or? they'll do anything with that unless they just say this is Uhtred's son, and that's been a few years. Yeah. Because when I was reading the write up about the movie, it's it's going to be attainable for people that haven't seen the season uh, mm. seasons. So you could watch it as a standalone and not have watched the five seasons. So um, thinking about that, Lang, it, it's, the movie is going to have a tough time being good because how do you then take up the wrap-up? You go from there. It's based on three books, but I think they're only doing two of the three, mm. one story, and then um, still trying to pay homage to the fans, the characters, but have new people come in and watch. Uh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hurdle because it's not like they're doing a prequel. Like think back to um, Kingdom Ashen of the North. Yeah, exactly. You know, which yeah. which is a <clears throat> it's a standalone movie that gives you the prequel yeah. stuff that then catapults you into the series. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, Clever. yeah. This I don't. It's great. Yeah, we'll have to just we'll have to wait we'll, and see. We we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, no, but being that we've spoken for half an hour on <laughs> the Kingdom, you can see how much we enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, should yes. we get into some of the other content that we enjoyed this yeah, week? Absolutely. So, what have you got going on? Um, okay, so Upload Season Two mm. came out. It's an Amazon series. It's written by or created by Greg Daniels, who did The Office, I think, and yep. even Parks and Rec. But he also yep. did that Netflix show uh, Space Force. Yeah. Which, if I have to choose, I'm watching Upload every time <laughs> over Space yeah, Force. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know this this season. I enjoyed this season a lot. Um, I am when it's only seven episodes versus the 10 that we got before. Now, I understand. Sure. The first season, they're taking a lot of time to establish what actually is going on. So we need more of this backstory. They're introducing us to all these characters. In season two, mm. we can basically just dive right into the story and continue on. But I got to tell you, yeah. when when episode seven ended... I thought, because I had early screeners for that, I thought maybe they just didn't give me all of them. 
you know i i checked felt- as well I, I had i had to google i went to like how many episodes has got some of the air dates and, and it was like oh there's there's only seven because it didn't feel like it ended kind of on a cliffhanger ish but it, it wasn't didn't even feel kind like- of that <clears throat> ending pissed me off chris <laughs> you can't leave it like that is sucky that's a sucky ending <laughs> well, yeah well and it's it's like, but it didn't feel like the end of a season, did it? Exactly. That's why it's sucky. It's not really. A, I see yeah. what you're saying. It's not really a cliffhanger, but it just feels like it didn't finish. There should yeah. be more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I love the story arc that they're doing. I love the, Absolutely. you know, the, the, all of these types of things. But um, the the ending of that, that's what got me. But aside from that part, I loved the character journeys that were going on. You know, you have. Uh, Nathan, played by Robbie Amell, who is – he's still trying to – searching his mystery of who killed me, why did they kill me, what really went on. You have Ingrid, his ex-girlfriend, who uploads for him at the end of season one, and now she's just there. And I love the exasperation that's on his face through oh. most of it because he doesn't he, – she's his ex-girlfriend because he just – they're done. You know, and yeah. he's moved on and he's trying, he's pursuing um, Andy Allo's uh, Nora. Nora. And yeah. which that's a bittersweet relationship because you, with, with Nathan being uploaded. Digital. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It can't. She is real, but can't, he can't physically touch her. Yeah. Well, they can touch in the virtual world, which I yeah. guess maybe is real for him. It's just, it's bittersweet because she, she will always have this dual life. Mm. You know, whereas he only has this one. Um, I do like the, the some of the dark, darker aspects that they took with this, like the uh, the whole. We learn that there is an opportunity at some point to download back into a body, but it's um, you explode. Yeah, it's temperamental. I mean, it doesn't. It's not. It's not very stable. <laughs> the pigeon that explodes <laughs> cracks me up so much. I was just like, oh, imagine having pig, pigeon guts on your face. Oh that my is gosh, because worst. It, well, and they don't have a big head, but the pressure that comes from such a small head just yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But did you did you enjoy the season? No, I loved it. Um, probably as much as season one. There, he's best friend. He's best friend's dreams. Probably highlight. Uh, and then the the fact that they you know they force his dreams to be PG. So then he's learning stuff. And he at first he's irritated with it, but then he starts loving it. And like when he gets a, a spelling word right, he's like woohoo! Yeah, high fives all round. Um, did you happen to watch the end credit scene? Because there's credits, and then there's an end oh. credit scene, it, and it's is that him. in episode seven. Yeah, or? at the end of episode seven. <gasps> no, I did not. Like, yeah, so yeah, so if you go through the credits, there is a bit of him with another a, a dream sequence, which is oh. just a great way to wrap it up. So for those that well, didn't think, well, this is definitely not the type of series that would have an end credit. There is one for you to go and have a look at. Uh, which is worth doing so. I really liked the Robin Hood episode. I, I don't know. There was something about it. I thought it was so much fun. He has his little gadget, Nathan, and he's able to steal from the rich and give to like the, the, the black and white people that, you know, can't move. They get stuck. And 
Um, the two gigs. <laughs> yes, the two gigs. Uh, I really like that whole... I thought they were going to play more with that, that maybe there was going to be some sort of uprising of the mm. two gigs and bring them into give them some sort of semblance of actually a normal life because if you think about it, it's so harsh if that is actually a digital you and we're not going to get into what a soul is and stuff then <laughs> that is horrible <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's terrible so like the whole they could do something with that like once He's figured out who did kill him, and that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then he could travel from different various heavens, I guess. Uh, I well, imagine that's kind of the go for it. I was gonna say, I imagine that if they're gonna do the thing where he gets a body, but he only has a certain amount of time, he's gonna have to upload again. Um, so before the time runs out, I think it's gonna be like the bittersweet thing where he gets a. Sp- he gets to spend time. He's 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 seen what the relationship could have been, but now he's about to die, so he's going to upload. We already saw him with like a blood nose, so we know it's time is ticking. So then it's going to be the adventures of him leading a resistance in the upload. Yeah, well, and do like because his his company or his thing was it was that was the freeond, yeah. right? So that where. Basically, it's it it's equal opportunity. So it didn't matter on your your money. You could just upload into this oasis and and live on in the digital space. Um, and that's why you know. But then you have Lakeview, which is the elite. The elite. Yeah. I'm curious if <clears throat> are they all connected? Is it like so? If you go into Freon, you can then move around into Lakeview. If you could, you know, f- get through the hedge or whatever. Or would you still be able to see the two gigs? Or how do the two gigs exist? Are they only within the Lakeview I'm guessing world? it's all coding. And if you create yourself yeah. a backdoor within mm. that structure and you're Neo, um, maybe you can get through. Like with that pen, oh. he's almost Neo, you know, with what you can yeah. do. Can we just talk about how creepy the babies are? The digital baby. <laughs> And yet it works so well, right? Oh I mean, that, that that CGI is wrong on every level. Mm. And, <laughs> but exactly how it's cool. supposed to be. Dude, I love that they brought the character in as real life, though, too. Oh, my gosh. Like yeah, you, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No. And he's a great character. He's just off the wall, really dry. Doesn't know that he's actually been funny sort of character. Yeah. 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 The, 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 but the baby, you're right. Oh, oh, that is nightmare fuel at times. It's oh. just, it's, oh. yeah, no. <laughs> um, I loved, I loved the sequences where we get to see the other side of Ingrid. Um, you know, and it actually, this season made me, made me feel more for her. Mm. Like she is, she's not the like, the most likable of characters. No, she's, she's very easy to hate. And, yeah. But once you see her family, <clears throat> you kind of understand why. Yeah, yeah, and you have, I mean, she became very sympathetic in that, uh, and, you know, her, while she doesn't, she rubbed Nathan wrong, and she treated him in a way that they just didn't click, you know, which is then can be attributed to her whole uprise, uh, upbringing, mm-hmm. but her then struggling to make a connection, um, I thought was the saying was that funny. Though. And, at the end, she's totally growing herself a new Nathan body with the DNA strand. Well, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to have a, a copy of him and have the baby. Well, and I think because that shows just some of her, um, 
her her obsessiveness and maybe yeah. deep grief too. Maybe you know the the unabil- inability to let go mm. um, and move on, which <clears throat> so she needs some psychotherapy maybe. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It is a sad situation. Electrotherapy, maybe. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I think that went out <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> I, well, I I hope so. I don't think that actually works to fry somebody. I, I was brain. reading recently how many states still have uh, the death penalty, and I oh, was yeah. shocked. <laughs> it's like half, Chris, if not more. It. Yeah. Well, we. I don't know if California has gotten officially rid of the death penalty, but it is not used now. There is a moratorium on it. Right. So. <clears throat> um, on that note, do <laughs> 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 uh, you want to move, talk of, move on and talk about the next yeah. thing? <laughs> yes, please. On the death penalty, uh, <laughs> The Adam Project is a Ryan Reynolds movie. It's a time travel one we're going to be talking about time travel our top five time travel movies in our patreon this week so check that out but as a time travel movie i was very pleasantly surprised um we obviously have the same director as free guy mm-hmm. and it ryan reynolds teaming up again which is great uh i'll do a bit of entertainment news now because it, it links up nicely Ties in. yeah they're teaming up for deadpool 3 Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean Levy wants to do a Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman uh, buddy movie, uh, a buddy whatever movie. Yes, please. Yes. Take my yes. money now. Yes, please. Uh, so that's all very exciting. It's officially still R-rated, Deadpool 3, Sean Levy's directing. You know, they've got their writers from the first two still on board. Mm-hmm. So it's all looking like it's going to be a proper Deadpool movie. So I'm very excited about that. But The Adam Project... I think talking about like buddy stuff, the young kid is basically Ryan Reynolds, right? It, it's so well cast that, and I think some people had an issue with this, like a kid wouldn't talk about this, but they established that in the movie with one line, your kid, he's a, he's a strange kid. So once yeah. you understand he's a strange kid, you start understanding this is how his response to thing, things. He also talks a certain way. He's snappy. The way he is is partly to do with his dad, who's a genius, who created mm-hmm. time travel. Also, he's lost his dad for over a year. So there's all that going on. But the cast itself, Jennifer Garner as well, who's brilliant. I like her in pretty much everything she's in. I think she's fantastic. Uh, I think this is the second time she's acted with Mark Ruffalo. They did a family film together. Uh, 30 going on 30 or 13 going on 30 13 going 30 great really fun i got a lot of time for that film uh ryan reynolds who's fantastic we also had um gomora oh yeah zoe zaldana zoe zaldana incidentally it's deadpool gomora hulk uh yes that'd be an interesting movie (laughs) yes i'd watch that movie (laughs) somebody write that please Anyway, I thought it when it worked, it was the the kid and Ryan Reynolds together. I thought yeah. their banter back and forth was so much fun to watch on screen. I also really liked the sci-fi stuff. Just I thought visually it was entertaining. The score mm. was very well put together. You know, the, some of the okay, we just have to allow it's time travel stuff. So you just got to kind of put your time travel brain on. It's like we're 
and it's very kid friendly so like when they're fighting they dissipate into the atmosphere it's like well, what what is actually happening there are they going back into their own time stream or are they just disintegrating and you're just killing everybody is that what's happening yeah okay mm-hmm. murder easily cool 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and the whole big set piece at the end i thought was fantastic like it really hypes up into that big hero epic moment the lightsabers that's not a lightsaber it's totally a lightsaber there were just so many references like 80s references which i think really worked that sean levy mm-hmm. loves doing that if you think about uh, the 10 episodes he directed of stranger things as well uh mm-hmm. he has that all in his back pocket with free guy you know referencing and you take that and you put it in the sci-fi movie and i know a lot of people had issues with this film because it was like it's, it's cheesy um it it it's like super heavy on the family, but that that's what this is. I, I for me, the yeah. weakest part was they didn't spend more time on certain characters. So what was the point of them being there? Sort of, th- we needed a bit more stuff with the mom. We needed more with the um, the wife because once mm-hmm. she once Sarah Zaldana comes back, she's just there for the sake of being there, yeah. and then she's gone. And I'm like, I, I need to care about that character. And at the moment, I don't at all. I care about the kid and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and, that, and that was me talking for six minutes straight. <laughs> Your turn, Chris. I agree. Um, it. So first off, Walker Scoble, oh, uh, I believe is a great he, name. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really cool name. But that kid, I mean, he channeled Ryan Reynolds so well, and I think I think it's very realistic for a twelve-year-old to speak like that in today's time. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they're, <clears throat> they're ex- they have the internet. They're you know exposed I mean? they to see- all sorts of media. So if that is <clears throat> what is the forefront in his brain, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This Now, had this taken place in like the early 80s? Mm. No, he probably wouldn't have spoken like that because he would have, you know, I mean, he, he would be more age appropriate or less, less <clears throat> old. Yeah. Maybe in that, but I mean, his timing, his delivery was so great. Excuse me. Even his eye, like his, his facial expressions, Mm. you know, and the way that he would hold his eyes. I I truly was watching a little Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And that was brilliant cast. I do wonder how long they practice certain scenes together, like eating the bowl, the movements, the, the mimicking each other. I was like, that's so good. It's so well done. And I loved how it wasn't it, the attention to detail. Like it wasn't the focus of a scene. Like when they, you know, they stab, stab, stir, eat, you know, yeah. and they both did it, you know, in sync. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, we weren't just looking at the plate. I mean, we're just watching them as they're having a conversation. And this is just something that they do, mm. you know. And then when they both yell at the dog, I mean, it's just these types of things. Um I I wanted more from the story. Mm-hmm. I felt that it for for a movie that's like an hour and forty five minutes that some parts were were a little thin mm-hmm. from just a plot point. You know yeah, what I, I agree. mean? But and I, and I totally agree with you about you know needing more from like Jennifer Garner. I wanted more from her. I yeah, give her more to do. Give her more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because she was she was awesome, and the scenes that she's in are really really good. Mm. But I just. I want more. The um, Catherine Keener, I thought she was wonderful. 
But again, I thought like her motivation yeah, of just, I, just to I be rich. That I, I, I just, I thought Catherine Keener was written as generic bad guy. Thanks. She could have been That's, Sonic's bad guy. Um, the latest Sonic movie. It's, it's that. Like yeah. Dr. Eggman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, it, so it's not a knock to her or her mm. performance. It's just the way that that was written just was kind of like, eh, okay. You know, the. I want power got me, for the though, sake of me wanting power. Yeah. yeah I, okay. Generic, whatever. I mean, it's almost like even like uh, uh, Rami Malek's character in um, No Time Bond. to Die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I like you, but. Why? You're just kind of generic. I yeah. mean, it's just, you know. Um, but what got me in this movie, what, 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 because as I'm watching it, I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm entertained, but I'm not loving this movie. You know, mm. it's just, I, I want to like it, but it's just kind of okay. And then we get the emotion. And when we get not only the story of um, future and present Adam, just their dynamic and them working through their their issues, you know, mm. of present, of him being very raw with the loss of his dad. And then you see 30 years later of still being very raw and having all of that time of trying to work through the Quite loss bitter. of his dad. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that the conversation that they have about, no, you just want to be angry. You, whoa. That is like, you know, and then to to you see the dysfunction and the anger coming through with between Ryan Reynolds and uh, Mark Ruffalo and when it's Mark Ruffalo repeating and repeating and just ignoring any of the the protests that Ryan Reynolds oh, is so uh, giving me chills now yeah i mean it was it was so powerful because you see this dad who mm. absolutely loves his son and sees that he, he's seeing past the words that are being spoken and the anger and knowing what the kid is missing and what he's, and he just like, I mean, as a dad, I'm, te you know, I tear up. It was a because great was, moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that moment is what changed the whole trajectory of the film for me. My whole feeling of it. Mm. Um, and I, cause I watched it, you know, I watched it one day and um, early and then I watched it again mm. because I was just like, I, I liked that feeling. I want to, I want to watch more of this and see it, you know, and, and the, the, the deficiencies of it were still there. They didn't get knocked out. They weren't, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're present and I didn't ignore them, but the, the emotion and the heart rose way up. Uh -huh. And that's what, you know, so then by the end of this, I'm like, I had a lot of fun. This is just a great feel good movie that that has way more heart than it deserves or that it, that I thought it was going to have, not that it deserves, but just more than I thought it was going to have. Yeah. And, you know, and so when it has this, this powerful emotional punch like that and the kids will being willing to sacrifice knowing what's good, what could happen, you know what I mean? That they could, these things, you could forget this, I could forget this and them still choosing to do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole that just very powerful there. Um, one thing, the two things that that made me chuckle. Well, no, I, I laughed at the lightsaber part, but did you did you see? You probably saw um, Six Underground with uh, mm. Ryan Reynolds. The 
So when the giant magnet in this turns on and everybody's flying to it, all I thought was Six Underground, where <laughs> in the boat, they turn on the magnet and all those people just fly through the boat, you know what I mean, to get stuck to, to part of it. But when, when young Adam lands on the, on the, um, the catwalk and he superhero landing, yeah. it just was like that. So good. I mean, I'm so glad that they put that in there because he nailed it too. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing that it didn't, it didn't come across as cheesy or weird. I mean, it was like, oh, well, this is why he says it later when he's Deadpool and <laughs> because he said it when he was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a nice little tie in. I thought, yeah, yeah. It, it did make me smile. Yes. Very good. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Do you have more? I have one. Okay. Yeah. Um, we watched this as a family last night. Um, Turning Red, Disney and Pixar's. We watched this as a family last night too. Uh, did yeah, you? We that did. We cool. all sat around watching it. Yep. Yeah. My my oldest son and his wife came over and we uh, we had dinner and then we all just uh, sat down and watched it. And it was, I, I loved it. It was really good. I mean, I I found myself hating the mom for a large portion of this. I mean, I just did not like her overbearingness and, um, you know, that, but, but you also see, I mean, you see the concern and the care in there and that frustration and just that whole dynamic. But, um, I, the animation always, I mean, Be come on. It's, beautiful. I mean, Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, ex exactly. You, I would be, the only thing really that should be said is if it didn't meet that expectation, yeah, if exactly. it wasn't so stellar, you know? Yeah. Um, cause there were a couple of moments that where it was the, the dad cooking dinner and, um, oh my before gosh. it shows his hand, I was like, what, what? is it's that real? So it good. <laughs> that bit is probably the best animation of the whole movie is the cooking bit. But does that surprise you considering it's the creative team behind a bow? No, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's just, it <laughs> Just, but yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, no, that, that was that, spectacular. Yeah. The lighting, everything. I mean, it was just, it was really good. So, but yeah, it was a, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I loved some of like the kaiju references, um, <laughs> you know, towards the end and just the way that the culmination happens. Um, mm. and I love that there is that big redemption arc for so many of the characters yeah. at the end. And I think that's what you know, what really makes it because you watch, um, just mistakes maybe yeah. in relationships, you know, and, and because relationships and emotions are messy, you yeah. know, I mean, people say things and whether they mean them the way that they come out or however that is, you know, feelings get hurt, things get said, all of these things. And so you watch, and especially as, as a teenager, you know, in that, that relationship with your parents is how it could be contentious mm -hmm. and you feel like nobody understands you and your hormones are raging. Um, yeah. What did, what? um, yeah, we loved it. I, I, th we also watched half of the making of, which is on their own oh. Disney plus now. Uh, it's a 15 minute doc. Um, so you start understanding where 
the creative minds were were thinking about the project, and it actually adds a lot more weight when you start realizing that it comes. It's very personal storyline. It's a lot what happened to them when they were young. Um, it's a whole female team, I believe, that of the the director, the producer, the writer. It's the it's the first time that Pixar has done that. Um, mm. So it, it they really tap into what it feels like to be a teenager when you're young. Uh, your hormones are flying all the place, and you're you're. Now, as she describes it, you suddenly becoming hairy, and you don't understand why. Um, and and so the red panda is a yeah. You smell uh, the red is obviously a very reminiscence of a woman becoming a, a woman, and um, and so the red panda is that thing. But then they're also adding the the culture from where they're from because mm-hmm. obviously that. And then also Canadian because it just happens to fit in with the Canadian flag, and so they put all those things and they made this movie. And uh, man, it was fun. It it it. A lot of people are saying oh, this is so different from Pixar, and it, yeah, it is. It's a different mm-hmm. way of looking at a story. It reminded me a lot of Netflix's or Sony pitches, um, The Mitchells. There was some vibrancy oh, yeah. and craziness yeah. with the family that I thought maybe that they were trying to tap in, especially with the friends. I do. I was going to say I do wonder if someone had had seen the Mitchells, but this they began working on this story in 2018, so it, mm-hmm. it's like way back when. It's a big love project. Uh, they were able to do this from their short bio, which is that food. You know that one where they, the mother ends up eating her son, which always scared the crap out of me. I was like, "What yes. is this?" <laughs> uh, love the panda. Want to cuddle the panda. I think I'm that one young girl that says, "Please can you turn into the panda so I can?" <laughs> so fluffy. Uh, yes, exactly. I thought they nailed the friends. I thought the friends were a highlight for me. They, they were great. Uh, like there's one remark she comes in and someone's teasing the main protagonist and and the, her friends immediately but so is your face and i was like that's so real that's exactly how friends would cover you you know and true friends they they do that so yeah a lot of fun great great performance it was a nice surprise because i wasn't sure what to expect i was a little bit worried because normally pixar do get a release cinemas are open here in the uk at least and this went straight onto disney plus they didn't even do their you pay for premium it. premium access yeah yeah just here it is i was like oh that's this is pretty cool let's check it out uh, and it was good yeah i le- last night before we watched it i watched the trailer like mm. for the first time like oh. I had seen bits and pieces of it, but I didn't, I had never listened to the trailer and I watched the whole trailer and I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is really cool. You know, there are little pieces that stand out to me. I mean, like that are, are subtle, but yet so hilarious. Like uh, when the first time that she goes to school after turning into the panda, you know, and her friends mention like you you smell and, and then they, the other <laughs> friend hands her deodorant. And so first she puts it on her armpits, but then the whole over the face and on the neck and everything just, just what is you know what I mean? Like being so self-conscious as a young teenager of like, oh gosh, I, I smell, do I smell? Can other people smell me? I smell me. Can that, does it, you know what I mean? Like all of that. And I, <clears throat> I used to work, um, volunteer with a lot of um, middle school and high school kids. And there was always every time when new seventh graders would come in, excuse me, you know, it would be like in the summertime and we'd be out playing games and everything. We'd come into this room and it would just then begin to smell like a gym locker or a locker room. And 
you know, having to tell the kids every time, if you do not already, you need to talk to your parents about deodorant because you all stink. You know, you, you may not have been totally hitting puberty yet. I don't know. I don't care. You smell. And so, you you know what I mean? And that, so that always just, it pops into my head like that of watching, watching her do that. Um, there was, oh, the, I loved how the color combinations, like each of her friends was a different color, not, Mm. not, not their skin, but their outfit. You know what I mean? So one was green. Yeah. Yeah. One was all green. You know, one was all this pinkish purple. One was all yellowish or earth tone, Mm. you know, and just all of those working really well together. And I love that they, you know, so they make May May red, you know, that's, that's her thing. And just so that they were able to separate these out, but not make them, I don't know, from a visual standpoint, it was just, I I like that. I like when they can, you know, they separate, make it as a characteristic, but yet don't necessarily call it out like that. I mean, because even the mom was mostly like those dark jade colors and, you know, shiny. Um, Her her little, um, because she was the littlest one, um, I think she was a Korean friend who um, was so intense (laughs) every time. I loved that character because she's just, I mean. yeah. Yeah, well, there was one time I think that she said something normal and then, and then it was like, well, that doesn't really, f- what, I don't really like, and then right back into like, ah, <laughs> okay, cool. That's, that's what I like. There we go. Oh, oh, but yeah, a good surprise. Yeah, very good surprise. Um, okay, so I'm going to read you some comments from a review I did from the title I'm going to talk about now. Okay. Uh, I just finished all the episodes. This is from Park Jimin. Um, I just finished all the episodes of this new anime. This series successfully making me cry every minute throughout the episodes. The story itself brings out happiness, but sad and dark as well. Uh, I just finished. This is from saying Rasid. I just finished episodes up to episode five and few. The emotional roller coaster that I experienced watching this anime. The tissue episode made my heart sank. And uh, let's do a third one. I will choose. Sonny Suba. Best anime so far I have seen in 2022. And believe me when I say best. Can't even explain my emotions I felt during every episode I watched. I love the author. Shows the viewpoint from a child. So this is called uh, Kotaro uh, Wahitori Gurashi. Which is Totara Lives Alone. It's a new Mm. Netflix anime. Uh, It's 10 episodes. And it's about a four-year-old that l- comes in the, an apartment and lives next door next to a broke um, manga artist. And um, this four-year-old is highly intelligent, is speaks in the language of the feudal, feudal lords because its favorite, their favorite uh, program on TV is a hero about a young feudal lord that um speaks everybody like really proper language old school Mm. um and that's that's what he's put on around to surround himself with the protective nature of using language as a yes sir thank you sir no ma'am thank you for your time Uh, uh, that kind of speak you'd have to watch Mm. it to understand exactly what the feudal lord uh language is like um 
Okay, so this is this is a this is an anime that I would hold up as an example to people that say to me, and I still get it today. You're a grown man. Why do you watch animations or cartoons or anime? Um, and this is when I'm like, because you don't get story quite like this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe I could just say Toy Story three, the emotional bits in that, what I think makes most people cry. There are Pixar movies, Disney movies. There are moments. But I think anime has a way to really emotionally engage certain anime because it's generally classed. If it's a good story, you know it's going to be sad and it's going to be mm-hmm. dark. Um, when you look at the thumbnail for this anime, it looks like it's catered for four-year-olds. It's bright, oh. vibrant color, young little kid on it. And you'll be thinking, yeah, this is not going to be for me. And people just scroll past it. The thing is, in every single episode, there is a line that comes from Kotaro that he'll say something and it'll hit you like a Mack track or like a gut punch. And you'll realize that this kid at the age of four has experienced so much life already. You're wondering why he's living alone by himself, why he speaks like he does, why when he arrives at the at apartment, he goes and introduces himself to all his neighbors with a box of tissues. And like this is like housewarming. Here you go. Here's tissues. When you find out why he does that, you're going to cry. <laughs> um, every episode, I was so surprised. Every single episode hit me. Like I was just, And the more I watched, the more you fall in love with the character, but the more you love the neighbors as well, because they take it upon themselves to kind of look after this kid. So like in the first episode, the, the, the broke manga artist ends up taking the kid to a bathhouse because these apartments don't have... Um, bath or baths or showers. So uh, apparently, it's, it is normal. So everybody goes to a bathhouse, and then there's this one scene where they're sitting next to each other, and the kid's like, he's got a shower cap on, and he's like, ah, oh, my eyes. And the manga artist like grumpy, like, well, what, what's the use of the shower cap then? And he, he he sprays him off, and then he sits behind him, and he starts washing his hair, and he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? And and he's like, you're, I'm washing your hair. He said. Weren't you having trouble with it? He said, uh, yes, but it's been a very long time since somebody's washed my hair for me. And you're, mm-hmm. you're realizing at the age of four, if he's saying that, what what's happened to in his life? And then it just carries on. And then there's quirkiness, like all the anime stuff that you should have <clears> in an anime is there. The neighbors are, are like ridiculous characters. But what's interesting is that the more they spend time with Katoro, the better people they become. And so, like, this this struggling manga artist becomes a thriving artist and gets his life sorted out. This woman that works at a club sorts her life out. You know, it's just the the person who Katora is is who we should all try to be more like. You, know, you ever watch The West Wing and you go, I wish people that run countries were the same as the president in The West Wing, you know. Uh, it, it has it has that sort of impact. I, uh, I I forced my son to watch it, and he was like, "You shouldn't have told me to watch this because it was like ten at night, and then one o'clock in the morning game." And I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was a, a, an amazing surprise. I looked up the um the the you know, some of the photos, and yeah, you're right the the poster like the thumbnail for it, it, I would never think that that was 
like so emotionally deep of it. No, I mean, mean, this doesn't look not. I mean, this years. looks really like it's like that it is made for for a very very young audience, and that so any adult or anybody, even teenagers, would be like, nope, moving on. Yeah. But then look <clears> at the certificate TV fourteen. You what? what? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> ten episodes. Are they all about about a half an hour each ish? Twenty five yeah. minutes, something like yeah. that. <clears throat> about that. All Very right. easy to well, get I'm, through. I may have to check this out. Yes, bring tissues. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I might need something lighthearted first. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it is lighthearted in places, and you will laugh because it's funny. Oh, mm-hmm. but then then the 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 line comes from Kotaro. And you're just like, oh my goodness, no, I can't handle that. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, should we, is this, well, it sounds like it is a bingeable show because it's just so engaging. And oh, yeah, you just become sure. so invested in the character. Once you start, you'll want to know what's going to happen. It's not, there's not like a massive arc except with like where the parents are. That's kind okay. of the arc. Um, but it's really just like a day in the life of, and so Kotaro okay. goes around. How does Kotaro cook food for himself? And when Kotaro cook food for himself, why does he cook so much? Or what does he do all day? Or how does he get himself to school? Or what are the neighbors going to do about this young kid living by himself? Is that okay? You know, it's it just it everything that you do in your life. Then think about how a four year old does that himself. <laughs> Which I don't even that. I would if I if I were that four year old, no, I'd die. Yeah, that'd I mean, be me done. <laughs> yeah, done instantly. Yeah, like yeah. just yeah, I could barely <laughs> string sentences together at four. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So oh, that's good. Now, can you from even though it's bingeable, can do you need emotionally? Do you need to take a break while watching it, or is it is it enough where it's it's lighthearted and cute mixed with some really great heartfelt stuff and it's balanced i think it's going to be depend on what you've gone through in your own life okay so for me there was some things that really resonated and then there were other things that i emotionally resonated with but hadn't experienced myself Mm. um also depend on your age your upbringing your culture there's some people that have said in the comments of my like yeah this is a rife thing in my country and you're like yeah this is going to mean so much more you know some people in the comments have said every single episode they were in tears that wasn't me um okay but i was like oh that hurt like you know when you feel you feel a line you're like yeah okay um so it depends as you i think you gauge it you're like in the first three episodes if you're still going on you're fine and i think you're you're, going to be fine uh if you need to take a break and watch like dodgeball or maybe seven for something light more (laughs) light-hearted (laughs) <laughs> they go for it. <laughs> Those are two very different <laughs> genres, right something there. Something that's lighter than this. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. What's um, in the box? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I, oh. I do have one more that I quickly just want to mention. Um, yeah. I haven't watch the whole season because the whole season's not out i don't have screeners for it but i have watched the first two episodes and the third one comes out tomorrow and i'm loving this i'm so hooked it's called shining veil have you heard anything about this oh this oh 
I have heard of it, and I can't remember what network it's on. Oh, this it's on Stars, Stars, right? Yeah, we we actually subscribed to Stars so I could watch this. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> stick this on, man! This okay. is good. This is really fun. This is a really mix. Okay, so the synopsis reads: A family moves to a small town into a house in which terrible atrocities have taken place but no one seems to notice except for pat who's convinced she's either depressed or possessed turns out the symptoms are exactly the same so i resonated from this right at the beginning because she's a she's a struggling writer she's she's written one book that was really well received and she's been on a retainer ever since they're waiting for a next mm. book but it's been years and now her author people are saying you best get us the next the first chapter for your next book otherwise we're going to drop you as a client and she's like and then you have to pay back the 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 stipend they gave her like as a extra, oh, yeah, the advance the advance yeah and they're like damn it they've poured all their money into buying this really cool massive house that nobody's bought for some reason um and this house is classic uh the the what do you call those those films gothic yeah that, like a gothic okay. i'm just i'm trying to think about netflix have had a few series recently oh, where they've um the heels like have, lock and key or yeah yeah a, that definitely haunting that kind of, of hill house that's okay. that's that's what i was thinking of yeah um i wouldn't say it's horror it's more thriller drama comedy and the comedy <laughs> is dry stuff happens and it's funny rather than people telling jokes um okay there's a lot of jump scares that you think going to happen that don't happen, but then it scares you elsewhere. And the camera movements are really interesting. It's only half an hour, so it's not like you expect mm. it to be long. But so when you get half an hour shows, it kind of gives you an idea. They're, they're quite punchy. They're quick. They get to the point. Uh, Courtney Cox is the, the lead. She's the writer. And the, her husband, um, is it Greg Kinnear? Greg, Greg Kinnear, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. Uh, and then they've got kids. So they've really upended their family. Um, there's been a, an affair. So there's a reason mm. that they're moving. They're trying to start again. Um, and Greg Kinnear, I mean, uh, it's just an ex- example of things, the undertone of things that are happening. There is definitely stuff. So Greg, the way he deals with his anger, he's he's this like exuberant, over happy guy. But underneath, you know, he's struggling with anger. And so when he gets to this house, the thing that he finds therapeutic is chopping wood. And I don't know if you, don't know if you ever remember that one horror, the house that like possesses the dude and he chops wood. It reminded me of that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, when you see the pile of wood, it's like <laughs> two men tall. <laughs> it's like a pyramid. And you're like, holy crap. Okay. So uh, he's really, really he's angry. or really angry. A lot, a lot of wood. It's really interesting. I really hope it goes somewhere good. It's it's it has the ability to be something really quite unique. Reminded me mm. a little bit of Alan Wake. Um, there's this game called Adam Wake, was the writer, and he has to go to this town, and uh, mm. the book becomes a big part of the story. I feel like that could be a thing as part of this. I'm very intrigued. Interesting in an interview that Courtney Cox did. She did the hot ones, um, the, oh, know, the yeah. chicken wings. And she did that, mm-hmm. and, and she revealed that this is the first time she approached a director and said, this story has been written for me. There was just something about it the, in the script that she just really connected with. So she went after it and got the part. Um, wow. So just I'm just flagging that up for people because I think this is, this is one to watch. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that it's that it's good and engaging because truly, uh, this week we subscribed to Stars. <laughs> I added one more subscription to the things <laughs> to that the I already paid for. Subscriptions. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, because of this show. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. It was yeah. My wife saw the trailer and um, she was like, "What is this?" And she watched it and then she showed me and we we're like, "Yeah, let's let's get it. Let." You know, try it out and see. Hopefully, I mean, the show looks good. So mm-hmm. that, I'm glad to hear that it starts off strong. So I, I am. My biggest bummer for me is that it's it's only 30 minutes long and it's right. it's a weekly release, right? Yeah. See, I, when you have sh- episodes that are so short. So short, I, you might as well just have it all out together. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand yeah, why they're time. trying to keep the hype up for the show as yeah. long as possible. Yeah. 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 When they're and in stars, I mean, they're probably they're they're trying to entice more people in so that then they can, you know, for when Outlander season six comes out, um, you know, you're already hooked and you're ready on the platform already, but uh, cool. I kind of need to start watching that. Outlander. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first couple of seasons. Uh, I, I have fallen off considerably. I'm, I'm several seasons. Now that will be a binge week. (laughs) Six (sighs) seasons of Outlander or five. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Yeah. yeah. And then a six, yeah. yeah. All right, so, so that's everything I've got. Have you got any more? I don't. Hey, congratulations for making it this far in the audio podcast. We thank you so much for listening and for continuing to listen. As a reminder, you can always hit us up at Best We Watched on Twitter. You can hit up our individual uh, YouTube pages, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, Chris with Movies and Munchies, and we really invite you to check out our Patreon opportunity that we have um you can just go to patreon.com slash the bearded ones and see the offerings that we have and um consider supporting us in that way uh hey well let's dive in we've got got a little bit of news i have i don't have much news but this week is a big week for releases and so i think we'll have a a bunch to talk about um there but ruben what do you want to what do you want to start with you want to start with news or yeah that's Let's do news, and then we can talk about okay. all the things we're excited about. So tell me about your big releases, Chris. My big releases? Well, my news. <laughs> well, okay. So we talked about earlier um, Sean Levy being direct directing Deadpool yes. 3, which so yes, I'm yes. excited by that. But this is something that it's, um, it's definitely movie-related, but it's also kind of um, key – well, I don't know, maybe closer to us – you, you know who Chris Stuckman is, right? You've heard of him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, for anybody that doesn't know, Chris Stuckman is also a movie reviewer on YouTube. And while I'm not trying to promote his his platform, he's almost at 2 million subscribers. So it's not like like I'm he promoting him. Help yeah, from us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not. You, chances are, if you look for movie reviews on YouTube, you have seen his name pop up. Well, It'll be his or Jeremy Jans, probably. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the two of the, the big ones there. Um, but he is, um, he's taking a step back a little bit from um, reviewing movies. I mean, he's still doing that, but he's focusing now on um, being a filmmaker. And yeah. this week, or little over a week ago, he kicked off a Kickstarter for his new horror film that he's directing and writing called uh, Shelby Oaks. Mm-hmm. Now, so he did it on a Kickstarter. So in just 10 days, he doubled almost his Kickstarter Kickstarter goal, raising 
about $430,000. And so making his movie, Shelby Oaks, the most funded horror film on the Kickstarter platform. And I just thought, you know what, that's really cool to see for for future filmmakers, you know, that this potentially – is a is a good platform to use. I mean, Kickstarter to help get it get it back and get it funded. And this is not the first time we've seen entertainment do that. I mean, we saw. I think that's even how Veronica Mars got. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, still a new, the highest a season for a film. I think a film. Yeah. So yeah. so this is not unheard of, but I find it cool because this is this is somebody who is an aspiring filmmaker has made little you know some short films, but already has the audience and is now trying to get the funding to make the movie for the audience that already exists. Whereas mm. typical movies, they have the financing for the movie, they, they create the movie, and then they are struggling to find the audience. And so yeah. it will be be interesting to see how this plays out and how this works uh, for him and for his movie and just what that means as farther reaching for entertainment. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm also interested to see whether he gets the stretch budget. So there's stretch Mm. goals. The 500,000 one is two dream locations, one of which is the Shawshank prison in Iowa, um, where they'll film at if they get to 500,000. They're currently on 486,000. So they're going to reach that. They still have like 12 days, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, gosh, yeah, fourteen days ago. So, fingers crossed. I'm not like one of the stretch goals is a, a named actor, which I think is good because it'll bring more awareness and more people will watch it. But I'm more excited about the location, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think that could be really fun. Yeah, yeah. That- it, the the far reaching. Yeah, the the the. What what it could mean for other creators, for other people mm-hmm. like us, you know, who love film, who maybe want to do a proper short, even from you know where you start and cut your teeth on some two minute films, some three minute films, some five minute films, some eleven minute films, and then eventually have the the guts to you know what I'm going to do a feature. I'm not saying if Chris Stuckman do it, can do it, I can do it, but this is the guy that has been shooting films. Since, you know, you have those hand digital tape DV yeah. uh, recorders shooting Indiana Jones mock-offs. He's been doing it way back when. He's been on YouTube for you know, over 11 years. And I think most of us, like you and I, have been involved in film or entertainment for a long time, whether it's writing, uh, whatever you're studying. Somewhere along the line, we loved the the art mm-hmm. in storytelling. Um, I, I Hopefully... This will be a, a thing that spurs people. It's like, you know what? I live. We live in an age now where we can do it. I just, you know, my mobile phone, a type-in mic, I write a tight script for something that could happen in one room, and that is enough. I can put it on YouTube. That is enough for people to go, yeah, this is actually really entertaining. You can get all the free gear, like programs, online mm-hmm. for trials and stuff. You teach yourself all the stuff via YouTube, and the next thing you know, you've taught yourself the basics of filmmaking without having to go to university. Um, and then you just go from there. I think the best advice I ever got from a filmmaker that didn't go to uni, he said, make a three-minute film every day. 
He said for a year, and he said, I guarantee you, you will be like one of the best. No one has the balls to do it, but I think that's what he did. He just kept on coming up with random things. How am I going to shoot it? How am I going to put it together? What I'm going to make a story about these ants on my driveway. So then you think about storyboard, three minutes, beginning, middle and end. And you put that together, you shoot it on your phone, you put some weird soundtracks, you put some special effects on, make it cheesy. And before you know it, in a year at the end, I guarantee you're going to be a filmmaker. (laughs) That is, that's a lot of minutes of shooting and, and, and yep. the shooting, that's probably the easy part. You know what I mean? It's everything yeah, else that for goes. Sure. It's in the, the editing and everything that comes before. Yeah. But what you don't know is that at the end of that, you've taught yourself to do everything from pre-production to post-production to editing. Uh, well, and yeah. think about how, how tight your Genius. scripts get, how, how quick the writing yeah. becomes, you, you know what I mean? Tell a story in three minutes, you'll be fine with a feature. Yeah, and and to watch that progression of day one versus day three sixty five, where you're like, where yeah. you know you reach day three three sixty five, and it's only been a year, but you look back and you weep at how terrible day one through fifty. It's almost were. something that I want to set myself like as a goal, like say, I'm gonna, today, I'm gonna create a YouTube channel, and this is day one, and see what I do, and it'll probably oh. be crap, and that's fine. But to see what you've done, yeah, day 365 would be so interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, do you ever, I don't know if you ever do. I do out of horror and humbling. Um, but I'll go back occasionally and watch my very early videos. And because um, they're still <laughs> on YouTube and they are terrible. I mean, they are horrendous. I don't say anything. And they're super short too, which they felt when I was doing them like they were super <laughs> long. And, I just, it it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think always to go back to see, well, okay, I do, I have improved see where you came some. From. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I did the, that. I was scripted and it didn't come off natural for me. And I was just like, oh, I'm on camera. Uh, I'm used to being the other side of a camera. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's humbling, but it also teaches you, hey, I have improved. Um, I'm not nearly as good as I should be, but I'm going to get there. Well, and I think that's it, that it shows improvement, that I have gotten better. I still have my own goals and I still have all of my critiques and I'm sure other people have all of their critiques of me too. Oh, they, but, they tell us. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But, but, but you know what I mean? It's also, it is encouraging to see like, okay, even when I feel like I'm having a bad day, you know, and I like, mm. oh, well, that was just terrible. That wasn't as strong. I could always look back and go, well, it was better than what it has been. And I'm mm. I'm trying to constantly improve. And if I can do that, and this really applies to anything in life, you know what I mean? If I can be better at something tomorrow than I was two days ago, then that's a good thing. I'm learning from that and I'm applying what I'm learning to, to make an actual improvement. So, mm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, we suddenly launched into how to become a filmmaker. It's a school yes. of Chris and Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Well, um, that's all the news I have. Okay. So I'll move into my abundance of news. Uh, there's the been the first look at National Treasure, a new series for mm. Disney+. Plus. Maybe you can find the still for that. It reminds me of a, a, a BBC miniseries. They're all in their jumpsuits, orange jumpsuits. They're obviously in jail. Um. I don't know why it reminds me of that. I just, 
even in the comments where I'm looking at this from, um, it, yeah, someone's literally said this looks like it's from Misfits. Did you ever watch that? Oh, no, but I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I know what that really is. Really good. Love it. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, uh, all these, there's this pulse and everybody gets a different superpower, um, but they're like misfits, basically. So what do misfits do with superpowers? Anyway, there's no Nicolas Cage. And as far as I'm concerned, you don't have Nicolas Cage in a national treasure title, then I'm not watching. Sorry. Yeah, that you're just you, even on, as man. a even as a as a flashbacks or so, I mean, you got to have him in some way, shape, or form you got it. because it it just. I mean, it's kind of like you know the the Quantum Leap reboot mm. that mm. if you don't have Scott Bakula at least involved in this, it, it just even at the beginning, just a little bit to help pass yeah. that torch some, something like that to show that, you know what, we respect the roots. We respect where this came from and why this can even be a thing. And then you can move on with your story. But I mean, love him or hate him, Nicolas Cage, I mean, National Treasure, I love both of those movies. I think they're yeah. a lot of fun. They tick they're so many boxes, you know? Yeah. And, Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I have mixed feelings about that. Uh, maybe I'm being too harsh on it, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to have Nick Cage in a national treasure. Agreed. On, so, on to some good news. Uh, we finally got a release date for season three of The Boys, which is June the 3rd. Oh, okay. And um, I thought a trailer was coming out yesterday. I haven't seen it shown anywhere yet. Because there was like they were tweeting saying it was coming out, um, but no, there should be a full trailer, I guess, today then, sometime. So when you're listening to this, this will be Sunday, so you should be able to go and watch yourself a proper trailer for the boys. Uh, so we don't have too long to wait for that. Don't forget, Moon Knight is coming out this week, not this week, uh, end of a couple of weeks, end of we March, right? Episode. March, 30th? yeah, end of March, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be great. The thing I was most excited for that dropped this week was the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Did you watch it, Chris? I did. I don't I don't understand all of the Easter eggs in it, but I, oh I it didn't goodness. matter. I was I mean, I, geeking out. I mean, you must have realized the score that they used, the Jewel of Fates at the oh, beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't expect them to do that. I just thought Mm-mm. it's a series they wouldn't use it, and that just comes in, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, yes!" Um, everybody, I think all the, the 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 fans of the Clone Wars series are freaking out because we've got the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. uh, the Grand Inquisitor from that making that. We knew it was canon, but they're bringing it into a live action series, which means they're going the route of the Inquisitors, which means we're going to see Obi Wan fight the Inquisitor. We already know that they're can Anakin. Well, Hayden Christensen's going to clash again with um, Obi-Wan. Uh, so we're going to get the Vader fight. And I don't know if you saw in an article recently that um, Ewan McGregor said you're going to see a very powerful Vader, which makes it interesting because we saw that one shot. I think it was like two or three minutes in the Rogue One film where we saw how powerful Vader was. Yeah. You know, he was flinging guys left, right and center, holding guys. Th- and it, it's it's funny because it makes him look much weaker in the other films, which is <laughs> not how it's supposed to be. Uh, like when it comes to the force, he, he is stronger than like most other Jedi, than mm-hmm. Yoda, than um, 
Mace Windu, he he was like he, his affinity for the Force was crazy, but that also kind of puts into perspective how strong Obi Wan was. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm geeking out here a bit about Star Wars. Um, this is the only Star Wars thing that I'm very excited about. Like Obi Wan, that has always been my character. Loved Obi Wan, mm. played the Obi Wan game to death. Drove my wife up the wall because. <laughs> Um, the character in everything that whenever you're trying to interact with something that doesn't quite work, he comes up with the he's I'm not sure, I'm not sure. So I just repeated it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, and that would try my wife up the wall. Uh, a shout out to old Obi Wan Xbox 360 game. That's an old game. Anyway, Hugh and coming back. Yes, I, I'm very excited for this series. Yeah, it was funny. Um, like, I, yeah, I watched the trailer, and um, my youngest son had watched the trailer, and he was geeking out even more because, I mean, he he watched all of the Clone Wars and all of those, so he knew he knew way yeah. more of the Easter eggs and could fill me in on certain things. But then it was funny. Like yesterday, I think, or Thursday, he comes in and he goes, "What the crap is up with Star Wars? They just keep randomly dropping these images." And there was like an image of um, <laughs> a still of Darth Vader, and it was like he was like backlit. And, um, just, he's like, this is sick. I'm so excited. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, I I am excited because this, this is really the first time that we're ever going to see Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, Mm. you know, and I'm excited that he's coming back. I think that's, that's a great addition. The, um, Joel Edgerton too, um, has me intrigued in some of the scenes that we see him in. He does so look be, like him, though. I thought it's, it's a very interesting cast. It's well cast. Do you well, not think no, he looks like him? Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton looks like the... Um, from A New oh. Hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he does. Well, yeah. And that's why I thought it was great, though, because he's in... Um, we see him in um, Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and so that... I just... I like that they've that he was willing to come back for it too, to do that. And so, and it looks like he has a more prominent role. I, yeah, I don't know where, I don't know. I have no idea where they're going to go with the show, but I don't care. I'm, I'm totally there. I think it's going to be outstanding to watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And also, I I guess this is exciting news, but you can tell me. Uh, Robert Robert Rodriguez has offered a promising update on Alita 2, saying that he and James Cameron will be working on a pitch soon. It's called Alita 2 Fallen Angel. So the thing about this title is that it's been years already since Alita Battle Angel, and it was great. And we needed the update. We needed that story pretty much a couple of years afterwards if it was going to do well or get greenlit. Mm -hmm. Um, But Cameron... Is working on four other non-existent Avatar films. Yeah. This isn't coming out anytime soon. I'm sorry. I don't believe in the existence of this. <laughs> I, I want it because that's the yeah. story I want told. I, I could have done without the first Alita. I liked it, but the story I wanted told was the next bit. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it's, what do you think about that? I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I really enjoyed the first movie. Um, I, it did get some hate, which I didn't understand. I mean, I loved it. Now I didn't, you know, I came in the, the only exposure to the story was what I saw on the screen. So I was, I was there. I was loving it. Yeah. Um, what bummed me out though, of what you just read is that they're beginning their pitch. The, yeah. Like why isn't that done already? Thank you. 
Shouldn't this have done happened like a couple years ago, right after you know the you see the movie and it it was a success. That why wouldn't you ride that enthusiasm then to be like, hey, here's here's our basis for the story. We're gonna do the second episode, um, the second episode, second movie sequel. Um, I. So you're right. I don't think that this is going to be a thing for a couple of years. And that's that's so long. I mean, mm. people will forget what it is, you know, and I'm not sure that it had as rabid a fan base that it that you can go 8 years in between no. and it do okay. No. It's basically going to be a reboot if it's that long. Yeah. Just hmm, that's it. Okay. It's made according to the numbers. The worldwide box office was four hundred million, um, and it made twenty three million at the home market office. So it did all right, um, but the budget was one hundred and seventy. So basically, it, it's to two point four times back of what it made. Which I guess you would still class as a success, but back then films were doing like a billion, weren't they? And for a James Cameron film not to do that well, uh, sure, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. So I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah. Talking about the strangeness of films, this title has been moved five times. I always find it funny because a, a few podcasts <laughs> ago, I, I tell you the date. So this one, March. 23rd 2018 March and then it got moved March 16th 2018 so it got moved forward we're like everybody was happy Woo! and then sorry it's going July 1st 2022 oh no sorry two we're gonna move it two days later now July 3rd 2022 and then they were like ah oh, sorry now we're gonna move it to November 4th 2022 now June 23rd 2023 the flash <laughs> oh well and that was just one of a that was whole just bunch one. of ones yeah which there i think the, so many the only the only thing that got moved forward was uh shazam right shazam yeah. got moved into this year or earlier the, yeah the, but everything else got pushed back and i just <sighs> yeah aquaman uh, moved from December to March, so that's coming out next year. Wonka, Wonka is like December twenty three now. Uh, Shazam comes up; it moves from June twenty twenty three to December six. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. a big moving that's, forward. We're yeah. still getting the Meg two, Meg two, the trench, August fourth, which I'm excited about. <laughs> totally <laughs> guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so far, DC League of Super Pets hasn't moved from May. Well, oh, no, wait, it has. Yeah, it's moved to July. And Black Adam. Black, and Black Adam, Adam got pushed, pushed way back, right? Yeah, now to October 21st, uh, which I know everybody... I don't understand why it's been pushed back, though, because COVID's yeah. been a thing for a while now. They knew, like... Yeah. It's... it's What's going on with COVID in the US? Because it's everybody here is now bored of it. And like, yeah, we have it, but we're just dealing with it in That's, the UK. That well, in the US, we're we're taking a slightly different stance of that. 
you can't tell me about COVID. I have my rights. Screw you. <laughs> okay. It doesn't good. exist sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. There's, yeah. Stupid Americans. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you really want um, to know how I feel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Batman, uh, the spinoff from Matt Reeves' Batman is actually happening, has been greenlit. HBO Max have committed to a straight-to-series order for The Penguin with Colin Farrell. I am mildly excited for it. I mean, I loved Colin Farrell. Yeah, I'm not. Because I can't see Batman being in this, so then it's just going to be gangster storyline. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Um, I don't care enough about The Penguin for me to go and want to watch a series about it. Well, and when does it take place too? That's the other thing. Is it prequel? Is it afterwards? Mm. Is it in the vacuum that, yeah. you know, now that Carmen Falcone So as is, it stands right now, I'm sure maybe we'll change our tune, but there's going to have to be a hero. It can't just be the penguin as the bad guy and we got to somehow care about. I know he has a dark story in the background, but I'd like, yeah, I've had five seasons of Gotham and that was pretty good. I don't need this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ruben's moody stance. Um, and talking about those people that didn't really like Vi- Vikings Valhalla too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Netflix reviewed, sorry, renewed season two and three. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I had fun with it. I, yeah, I, I did thought too. it was, yeah. I, I'm excited to see where, um, oh, I can't, Fre- Freda? They left us on a cliffhanger, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. sister Freda of, of um, Leif. I think that's going to be, um, there is going to be a clash there at some point. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. The filming starts in 23, so they're getting straight oh. onto it, really. Okay. Um, and t- t- you've heard about the saying, uh, the flogging a dead horse? Yes. Yeah. Um, when I say the walking dead, does that bring up th- that imagery for you? Flogging a dead horse? Is that still going on? That show is that even a yeah, thing so anymore? Oh. You know how many spin spinoffs has had, right? So uh, we had Fear, Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. Uh, the World Beyond. We had there was another one. Oh, the World Beyond. Uh, I thought that was just like a special, like a like a podcast type of thing. I thought it was like oh, a, no, no. <laughs> it's an actual two, series. Two seasons, yeah. Two com- a complete story. Oh, uh, two okay. seasons. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay, a fifth, the Walking Dead spinoff is in the works titled Isle of the Dead. The series will star Lauren Cohen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as they expl- as they explore the ruins of Manhattan. Okay, so I've got a bone to pick with with the writers from this one. So we have Maggie, the uh-huh. character Maggie, who <clears throat> was my favorite with her partner, right? <gasps> Glenn. G- Glenn? Yes. Negan. Do you remember what Negan did to Glenn? Did you get that far? Yes, I did. All right. So these, Megan and Negan, are now the two, like a a couple, journeying through the world in their storyline. There is no world, no matter how you write it, how they come to terms with it. If I saw my wife get beaten to death with a baseball bat and saw her head get crushed in, Mm -hmm. I don't care how much forgiveness there is. I'm never standing next to the person saying, yeah, it's okay for me to travel a zombie apocalyptic world with you. There's no ways you write that into an existing world where that's no. okay. Where that it makes sense. It doesn't work. Yeah, no. No, Mm-mm. no. 
I was like, come on, that is taking it too far. Jesse Eisenberg said it best, double tap. That's yeah, exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> I, what? See, I'm not, okay, so full disclosure, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead. I think um, there have been seasons that I enjoyed mm. and I am not current on it. Um, I yeah. think as a whole, it is a terribly written show. I think it is dumbed way down in the dialogue and in the um, just the whole story arcs. Um, I mean, I from season one, I was so pissed off because they they had to spell out such obviousness of certain things that I was like, so mm-hmm. you you actually use that as lines of dialogue. I mean, we already saw mm-hmm. it; you already showed it to us. And if you couldn't connect the dots from what was obviously shown to us, then I'm sorry, you should just not breathe anymore. And yet they still wrote that out. So that that started me off on just a terrible, um, <laughs> terrible feeling a terrible, of the show. Terrible you know? place to start off with. Yeah. So I mean, now there were there were seasons that I was like, ooh, hey, you know what? I'm actually kind of invested in this. And then it would go back to, oh wow. So we're starting off with a flashback, and then we're never going to revisit that flashback. So what was the flashback for? I don't know. We just we put that in there, and it had no point. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, I wow. like the show. Why did you keep watching? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I would just, okay. I would, my, um, my family would watch. And uh, because it was kind of like escapism for them, they just, you know, they just enjoy yeah. just the, the dumbness of it and everything else. And some of the, you know, some of the compelling storylines and stuff. And so I would drift in and out or I would mm. be doing other things while it was on. And sometimes I got like absolutely hooked. I really did. I mean, it was. You know, there were certain characters that I was like, ooh, um, I love the trash people who spoke like Kevin from The Office, um, <laughs> you know, when they, um, when me president, me see world, or they see, they, you know, <laughs> see, that's not making anything fatter. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so needless to say, I will not be watching the new spinoff. You won't? Surprising no. that. Yeah, I'm right? surprised <laughs> that they greenlit it. Like, I'm really surprised there's even a market for it still. Like, I don't get it. It's an American audience. Okay. I'm not going to say anything to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've already said it. So there you go. Hate Chris. Because, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I do have some kind of exciting news. But then we've got to guess who we want to be cast so amazon is like they're really going for buying up these huge titles you know we have the rings of power coming the trailer Mm -hmm. looks amazing it actually looks good we know a second season from that is coming and there's a number of amazon original titles uh, series mostly that are coming but a god of war live action series is close to being finalized for amazon prime video with playstation productions and this is from deadline who reported this but they haven't said who would play uh, Kratos so it basically means to be somebody who's really gruff uh, really deep voice but actually has presence and can act so I know immediately peep, some people think uh, the big actors that they have in mind they think probably wrestling or mm. um, UFC but you got to have someone that's big but has presence and it can carry like dialogue mm-hmm. which I think will be an interesting choice kind of think this needs to be an unknown hmm is 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 that the the um the bluish grayish looking dude with the red on him 
the Kratos. Yeah, Kratos is he's got this yeah red line over his face. Okay, uh, he's the he's a god of war. Really, um, he's recently it's one of Sony's biggest titles. I think okay. they like within the first week they sold like five million copies of the the game, and it, yeah, it's as a story, it's seeped in mythology. Um, so you'll have like all the gods like Zeus and you know, mm. all, all all of them. Uh, so there's a lot of ground for them to play with. Um, where they'll start the storyline, I think, will determine whether people keep watching. I kind of feel like they need to start it where the, the new game started rather than going back as the, the war god. Because mm. we've all played the games, we've been there. But this storyline uh, that they dropped recently um, was all about him and his son. And that mm. plays re- that works really well because you care about their relationship because they're so strained. Like, how do you act as a son when you're half god? Uh, and if you're a teen and you think you have certain rights or you're better than other people because you're god, um, yeah. So that that all came to play in in the storylines. So I think that could be a lot of fun for people to chew the scenery up with as an actors. Um, yeah, so it does feel like Hollywood has now got their eyes set on all games, mm-hmm. like like story mm-hmm. games, to turning that into uh, films or TV series. As long as they can execute them well, I think that's yeah. The- I mean, it's it, I, I I still don't quite get the the thinking of it because all those game gamers are going to They're start watching be harsh. <laughs> yeah. And it's a it's a very harsh um, audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, the Last of Us, they were ruthless on the second game because mm. uh, because uh, a character died that they didn't want to die, and they were, oh. they they destroyed the writers and the director and the creators. Like seriously, there's a <laughs> mm. they weren't friendly at all. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. why's my camera gone all funny? I don't know. I don't know. Luckily, nobody else can see it; just me. No, it's bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is all the news I got for. So, God of War, let us know in the comments wherever you can, if you can comment or tweet at us. Um, which live action adaptation of things coming from Hollywood are you excited about or most nervous about? Because we've also got things that are coming from Netflix like One Piece from the anime that is now fully in production they've built all the ships the actors have been cast we know who all the actors are so it's 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 going now so we're getting it regardless and you know after cowboy and bebop i'm not so sure i want it so yeah like i like cowboy and bebop but the anime was so much better so when you have an original it's like disney doing the live action Mm -hmm. adaptations of their animation films and when they're so when the animation is so much better why do it and, and my son always says because money dad and i go yep. yeah yep yeah that's that's exactly it because money yeah <laughs> just the last bit of news quickly uh shout out to scott forbes for kind of sending this my my way we were talking about ryan reynolds earlier and uh this is another ryan reynolds like chris i don't don't know if you've seen Ryan Reynolds on, you probably saw the clip on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok where um, Ryan Reynolds is singing something and he sings. He goes, um, 
I could ah, be blue. I could be blue, but I could be blue. Yeah. sky. Yeah. I could be purple. I could be. Yeah. And then at the end, Herful, yeah. Will Ferrell comes in and starts <laughs> yes. singing, the, and it's brilliant. And everyone's like, that's so cool. Well, yes. there's a reason, Chris. There's a reason they did that. So Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell put on a, a musical spin on a Christmas carol in their first look at Spirited. That's what it's called. Ooh. So they're in an upcoming musical special that the film titled Spirit is based on Charles Dickens' classic novel, Christmas Carol. Reynolds uh, will be stepping into the shoes of Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, will Ferrell is a ghost named Present. <laughs> based on the ghost <laughs> of Christmas Present, we assume Octavia Spencer uh, co-stars, but there are no details on her character just yet. Glos Sunita, Sunita Manny plays past. So this is going to be a new um, Scrooge, but Reynolds. I would have thought Reynolds would have played one of the the ghosts, but he is yeah. playing Scrooge, which I think is going to be hilarious. So he's going to bring a really different and yeah. musical, and it's a musical. So what? <laughs> uh, well, and hearing hearing his ability to harmonize between him and Will Ferrell doing that um, Mika's song, I Could Be Blue. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, that was that was pretty good, them being to able admit, to harmonize I'm like that. I'm kind of excited it's, about this. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm down. And I'm really hoping this hits well because Will Ferrell, I like Will Ferrell, but he hasn't done something that has been good for a while. You can correct me mm. if I'm wrong, but I've seen a few stuff that has just been disastrous. Like um, Holmes, What's it in Holmes? Is, oh, uh, is that the one with John C. McGinley? Or not John C. McGinley. John, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, I know. You yes. Mean, yeah, no, the, the, the Sherlock yeah, Holmes John C. Riley thing. It was, yeah, just awful. He got like 0% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. It was it, yeah, it abysmal. It. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's done a couple like that. It just, just hasn't hit. And I mm. want something like Elf where people go, you know, because he's very quotable in things that he's he's done well. Um, I want this yeah. to be one of those. Well, and I, uh, have you seen him in, um, is it everything must go where he's the uh, divorced guy who's it, all his crap is put out on the lawn and he's locked out of his house by his wife. Um, I don't think so. It, it's a drama. I think I've ever seen that. And he's so good in it. Um, I mean, also like when he's in stranger than fiction, you know, when he's, yes, that's when he's, when he's not, yeah. When he's not being that that over the top like forced humor, I think he's I think he's great. Mm. Like I, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a big fan of the Anchorman movies, and I know a lot of people are, and that's totally mm. good. Um, yeah, people quote them it, all the time. Yeah, yeah, but this, I mean, yeah, those those two movies, and then uh, obviously Elf. Yeah, he's I really enjoy him, and so yeah. this will be this will be good. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to what we're looking forward to? Yeah, coming yeah. this week. Yeah, what what do you what do you got? You first. You you said oh. you had um, <laughs> some really interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this is a very very busy week, and I just I have chosen um, slightly more than a handful of these. Um, so this week, Master comes out on Amazon, and this is a movie that I got to see uh, at Sundance. And right. um, I don't know what this is. It's. Was this Oscar nominated? Mm, I don't believe so. No, because no, it is came it out this Hall? year. 
Yeah. It, um, okay. I'm going to be very curious at what, how it's received by audiences more so than okay. anything because it, um, well, no, I'm going to, I'll, I'll save that. I'll, anyway, it is a, it reminded me, it's kind of a horror ish. It reminded oh, me a okay. little bit in small ways of, uh, the black coat's daughter. There wow. was a, like a feel of that. Mm. I'm not going to say that, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it goes, but it just, it had a little bit of that because you just have, you have creepy things going on at a school, um, you know, like shadowy type of things and unsettling. I like Regina so, Hall. She's, well, she's really good in this and that's the thing that it's, um, okay. yeah. So anyway, there you go. Um, th- there's a series coming out on Netflix. I believe it's Polish, uh, called Krakow Monsters. Yeah. And um, I don't know anything about it, but it is on my radar because I have been enjoying, to varying degrees, the content that's coming out of Poland um, that Netflix mm. has been scooping up. Um, you know, it's not it's not all been absolutely stellar, but what absolutely, you know, there's nothing that's always consistently absolutely stellar. So, um, other than dark. Krakow but, um, Monsters. Huh? Krakow Monsters? Yes. Yes. So we'll we'll see about that. Um, there is a new, I think it's a twenty four film hitting theaters this week called X. That has um, the, the basic premise is that it's in the late seventies, early eighties ish, something like that. Um, mm. The these people are going to short shoot a porno film, and they mm. find some. Um, you know, like this farmhouse type of thing out in the sticks. And um, from there, bad things happen. Like there's a creepy, creepy old lady, creepy old dude um, who own the land and the farm. And uh, yeah, it just turns out like it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be uh, happiness and smiles for everybody. Um, right. The Have you seen this yet? I have not. No, I got invited to a screener okay. on Monday, a press screening on Monday, but it's in San Francisco and I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be able yeah. to draw. It's, it's just a lot of, you know, when all is said and done, when I get these things in, in San Francisco, it, it, depending on how long the movie is, it could be a mm. six to eight hour trip round, you know, round trip. So driving there. My gosh, it's sitting, really you know, going to be worth it. Yeah. Watching the movie and then driving home and then I got to go to work the next day, you know, so it's just, it's, so I don't know yet. Um, a couple more coming to streaming platforms. Uh, there's Windfall, which uh, it's yeah. just coming to Netflix with um, Jesse Plemons and Jason Siegel and who? What's her name? There's one other, the actress. Shoot. Um, it's a kind of a thriller. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is it called um, Black Crab? No, no, no. That's that's another right. one. That's another one that I'm looking okay. forward to. That one. Okay. Uh, yeah. This one is Windfall. It comes out on oh, Friday. Right, but, okay. but yeah, no joke. No, Netflix has so many coming out on Friday. Um, Black yeah, Crab with uh, Numi Rapace. Um, or yes. Rapace or however you say her last however name. you say her name. Yeah. She's great. She's If I see your name attached to it, yeah. I'll normally give it a go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She has a movie coming out um, at in April. Sometime okay. called uh, "You Won't Be Alone," which I'll be talking about that later. Um, okay, and then uh, finally, "Deep Water" on Hulu with uh, <laughs> what's his name, Ben Affleck and um, Anna de Armas. Have you, seen, have you seen this? 
I I have not seen it. I've seen the trailer and it I mean it's Adrian Lynn and it harkens to oh no, what have you seen it? I have seen this film, yes. Oh no. Do I want to see this film? <laughs> I I want you to watch it so we can talk about it. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be one of those things, huh? I just I yeah, yeah, I don't know that the embargo is lifted yet, so I can't say anything. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Okay, uh, that Just, that's all I've got uh, that was notable on my. Th- okay. I mean, there's there's probably three or four other things also coming to. Um, yeah, there's loads screens. Yes. Yeah, um, for me, Top Boy season. It's it's Netflix season two, but it's actually season five. It's a British BBC series hmm. about some people in the high rise buildings here that uh, has been really popular, um, but they they picked it up. And so they, this is the, I don't even know how to class this. Like, what what is this about? <laughs> a Grammy winning artist, Drake executive produces this gritty drama about drug kingpins wrestling for power in the crime ridden streets of London. Mm. The acting is what makes this. The characters, you, you fall in love with them. You want them to get out of the world that they're in, but they keep being drawn back. And it's, it's very gritty. It has a very diverse, um, let's say diverse, diverse, fan base there are fans that love the original three from the bbc and didn't like this new season i love the new season and okay. i'm really looking forward to what they're doing with this one it's, it's a big it's a fairly big title here in the uk so i think is, that'll do well is it a continuation Go on. is is it a continuation like yeah, so it you is, have yes. the- all same characters okay yeah same okay. actors same characters well some don't survive so not all mm-hmm. um, but yeah okay um there is a quirky Japanese series. Um, no, sorry, a film coming on Tuesday. Alive in animation. <laughs> How's that? Adam by Eve. Uh, anim- it's, <laughs> this is weird. Anime live action and music by cutting edge artist Eve all weave together into this dreamlike sonic experience inspired by the story of Adam and Eve. So that's gonna be weird. So there's like so there's music, and then you uh-huh. see people playing music, uh, but there's a story that's uh, kind of like Adam and Eve, but it's it's live action, but anime, anime is over it as well. I don't know if it will work, but I'm in, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it could be just a mess. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird, but not necessarily in a yeah. bad way. <laughs> no, it it could be really good. Um, yeah, there, there is a lot coming. One of the things I'm very excited for, uh, talking about anime, there's a big anime film, uh, coming to cinemas here on Wednesday. It's called Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. So Jujutsu Kaisen is is an anime that's been very, very popular here. Um, I think around the world really. Um, but this is like coming just after just after where the series has ended and this is like the next part but the story is in in a film and i know a lot of people are really looking forward to this um my son came to me yesterday he said dad jujutsu kaisen film i was like where let's go <laughs> so, nice uh that is one of our most anticipated films there are a number of apple series that are dropping like crazy at the moment i don't know why they're putting out so so much but so the last day uh 
Ptolemy Gray. I started watching. I, I have to say, it it was fairly intense and disorganized. Like mm. it's all over the place at the beginning. So it might be something that I come back to later. But okay. so far, uh, Samuel Jackson is kicking ass in the role. I knew he would. Um, but the story is very heavy. So it's, I don't know if it's something that I want to go back to. Gotcha. Then there's We We Crashed, mm-hmm. um, which is another big title about these this big business that was, I guess it was real, but also fake at the same time. But th- the actors in it is what has me uh, intrigued. It's uh, Jared Leto and uh, Anne Hathaway, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Two big. Uh, and so I've started watching that. It's, I don't think it's very long. I th- well, so as far as I can see, there's like four episodes at the moment. So, okay. uh, And the first one that I've seen, it was very entertaining. It was good. Well filmed. There's a lot of kind of flashback sequences. So you, you kind of go back to, oh, this is how it all started. You start where that's seems like everything's about to go up in the air um, and then you go back to how they got there um, very interesting quirky larger than life characters which Jared Leto man he just he chews that sort of character up doesn't he, mm. he that, that's his yeah. bread and butter almost and um, so I think people are gonna praise it for their acting but I don't know whether the story is gonna hold out I don't know how long you can do that for sure uh, and gosh there's another one called Shining Girls. Uh, years after a brutal attack left her in a constantly shifting reality, Kirby Marachi learns that a recent murder is linked to her assault. She teams with a veteran reporter to understand her ever-changing present and confront her past. So it's Philippa Sue, Amy uh, Brennan and Jamie Bell, who I'm very excited by because I love Jamie Bell. I think he's brilliant. Um, it's another... British looking drama but it's an Apple original um, so and, and Elizabeth Moss uh, yeah I don't know yeah. why her name doesn't come up as the first the top, yeah. person hmm. really. yeah yeah uh, so that could be could be could be good I guess yeah <laughs> that comes um, out and then it, on AMC oh yeah uh, there's a series coming out called Sixty First Street. Hmm. Um, I've not heard of this. Yeah. So there's a lot of new stuff. This just does feel like a um, a time like th- this month does feel like a time where new stuff is being just starting to go to see if people are going to buy it and whether these like uh, not one offs but like new series will people get into these new characters 61st street is follows moses johnson a promising high school athlete who is swept up into an infamously corrupt chicago criminal justice system so you know that one's going to be nice and light and happy Ugh. um <coughs> yeah. excuse me oh the um it's okay one of the one of the main actresses in that um ingenue ellis she was in um mm. king richard I think oh, she wow. was. Okay. Um, she played uh, the mom. So that <clears throat> nice. Okay. Looks um, like. And the last one, which I th- I'm not sure it's out yet, but uh, I can talk about it because it's the embargo is lifted. What's? Let me double check that. Uh, what's today? 
Saturday. It's not 7 p.m. Okay, I can't talk about it. 7 p.m. UK time, I could talk about it. But there is a, a documentary coming out. It's four episodes, and it's They Call Me Magic, um, which is actually very interesting. I think people that love basketball or just sports documentaries or just this person in particular, um, Magic Johnson, um, are going to find this one very interesting. So I just thought I'd throw that in there mm-hmm. as well. Did you did you see that? Um, I can't remember the name of it, which is driving me nuts. Down that um, the Michael Jordan documentary that um, it had been out for mm. quite a while, and then it came to Netflix, um, and it was really popular. Yeah, yeah, it was in so many more households. I'm trying to remember what I didn't it was. watch it. Did the last it? dance. Yes, I did. Oh my goodness. Oh, yes. Like yeah. um <clears throat> and that was good. It was amazing. Yeah. Now I'm not I I don't watch sports now, but like in the early nineties, late eighties, um, I did. I watched mm. a lot of sports and basketball. Um, and just the stories that came from this, I thought it was it was really good. Now the the series itself was it was a little long. Um, but it is mm. It is certainly something worth checking out. I mean, it is. It, it tells a big story, and it it was actually way better than I anticipated it being. Nice. Um, I can't think of anything more that. I mean, there's there's so much coming out constantly now. Like like I was saying, this month seems like it's it's a month of new, and then just to kind of see what people are going to gravitate towards, what kind of hits. Um, yeah. along with all those kind of big blockbusters now that will start coming out. The March, April, May, June, July, mm-hmm. big kind of escapism films. Is uh, Yeah. Is this one I'm surprised, and maybe it's on your list, maybe you just didn't talk about it, but I know you enjoyed the first season a lot. The documentary series Animal on Netflix. Did you know the second season's coming out on Friday? Oh, uh, yeah. It's on there, but I just didn't. Okay. I don't have it down because I just don't, I won't have time for it. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So if you do like, if you do like documentaries though, there is, there is that. Um, it was great. It was very good. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Okay. That. Yeah. Have we reached the end? That's everything. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, there's, there's, there's bound to be more that is coming. Um, and this week that, that Oh yeah, no, there's absolutely more. Just, we just, we could be here forever. Yep. forever. <laughs> forever, ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, we thank you so much again for, for listening. Uh, don't forget to watch us on YouTube at some point if you never have or if you regularly do, whatever. We welcome uh, that as well. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, Chris with Movies and Munchies, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you happen to listen to this and please check out the Patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash thebeardedones and consider supporting us there. We thank you again for tuning in and we will see you next week. <laughs>